Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, we are back again with another super juicy Q&A episode where I am answering your questions that you wanted to know all about freelancing and coaching and courses. Today's episode is going to be all about the second half of my business, which is this podcast, Freelancer to CEO, including my coaching and my courses. Last week, we answered questions all about freelancing and avoiding burnout and hitting those 5K months and what advice I would give to freelancers. So if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and listen to that one. But I'm super excited to talk to you in this Q&A episode all about my coaching side of my business. So many of you know that I have two sides to my business. I have been freelancing for two and a half years and that's still very much a part of my business, but I also have incorporated over the past year, year and a half, this other side of my business, which is more of that coach role and I've included some passive income in there. So I'm excited to answer those questions in today's episode. So let's go ahead without further ado, let's dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Alrighty, so let's jump on in to these questions all about the more passive side of my business, the coaching side, the courses side. I know that a lot of freelancers, as their business is scaling, as they're hitting those income months that they want to hit, they might be thinking of ways to scale it even further. I definitely recommend scaling your business first by creating that signature service and being known as the expert. That's what I really recommend you doing first before anything else. As a freelancer, it's good to know your ins and outs of your business to scale that side. And then we can start to look at, okay, what else can we do to scale this business? Can we add in a coaching side? Can we add in some passive income like courses? And we say passive and obviously it's not passive. I am always working in my business. I'm always marketing and promoting my courses, but it's passive in the sense that yes, I created it once and it's there and it can sell over and over again. And I can add updates to it, but it's not as active and I'm not playing that active role as I am in with my services, which requires me to be actively working. So that's a little off topic there, but 
that is definitely a way that you can look to scale your freelancing business after you figured out that signature service. That's definitely the route that I recommend going, but we can start to add in some different layers. I think it's really important too to diversify your incomes and not to just have always and forever one stream of income. As you get into the online business and as you start to feel comfortable and as you start to learn more and more, you can start to add different layers. And like I said, that can look like coaching, that can be courses, that can be affiliate marketing. So let's talk about that part of my business. Those were what a lot of these questions were and uh, answer what you were wondering about as far as that goes. So the first question comes from Carrie and Carrie wanted to know, when did you make the decision to transition to coaching? So that decision, I mean, the bug in me started after about a year in where I was really kind of hitting that mark. I had hit those income months that I wanted and I really didn't want to take on any more clients at the time. And so I was looking at what is a different way to diversify my incomes. And at that same time, I was also starting to feel that itch again for teaching, which seemed kind of weird. It was that back to school season and people were going back and I felt kind of off. Like I I should be going back. I should be teaching. And if you know me, you know that I didn't leave the teaching profession because I didn't want to teach anymore. I didn't love what I did. I did. And I truly felt that that's a huge part of my identity. I just wanted something with a little bit more freedom and flexibility. So I was starting to feel this itch of, I should get back to teaching, but what is that going to look like? Does that need to be in the four walls of a classroom? And just took some time to really grapple with that and those feelings. And at the same time is when I really decided if I wanted to level up my business, I needed to bring on someone who was doing what I wanted to do, someone that had that coaching passive side to their business. So at that time, I brought on a one-on-one coach and we started to really get clear about what it was that I even wanted to coach on or teach on. So I made that decision about a year and a half. It was between that year and year and a half mark that I was really starting to unravel and uncover what I wanted to coach and teach on. But at that time, that's when I originally started this podcast, and originally it was called Mom With Purpose. If you are an OG listener, shout out to you. If you've been here since the Mom With Purpose days, that's kind of how it started, and it just really started as a way to express myself and to get different ideas out and things that I thought I could help other moms who were starting a business or maybe they just wanted a little personal development, just kind of help them through that. So it started there, and as I started to do more and more of that, I started to uncover really what I was meant to teach on, and that really was just through almost trial and error, just from starting, starting the podcast with not a super, super clear vision on exactly what it was going to turn into, just knowing that I had to start, that I had to press record, and that clarity comes from taking action. So a little bit of a long-winded response there to tell you when I decided to make that transition, but it was after a year solely offering freelancing service, having my signature service, hitting those income months that I wanted, and then thinking about what is another layer that we can add in here. The next question also comes from Carrie, and she wanted to know, how have you seen the podcast beneficial to your community? The podcast has been huge. In the marketing sense of the word, 
My podcast is my top of funnel. That's where a lot of you probably found me, maybe through search, maybe from me being a guest on another podcast, and you came back to here. And this is where I love to point people because some people, when they're getting started, are not ready to invest in one of my paid programs, and I want them to know that they can learn for free and that I do have lots of free resources for them within this podcast. And then from the podcast, we like to move people to our free Facebook community. So if you're not already a part of there, I definitely want you to go check that out, aubreymalik.com community. That's where we like to have people go next where they can you know, learn more from what they're learning in the podcast episodes. They can find a community to tap in. They can have a little bit more training from me. I do live trainings in there, live Q and A's, and just keep the conversation going from the podcast. The podcast right now, I think it's a great way to get you to be familiar with me and to learn and to grow. But right now it's one-sided, right? I'm talking to you, you are listening. And that's why I like people to join our community because then the conversation becomes two-way and we can learn and grow together and support one another. So the podcast has definitely been beneficial. And in the beginning, it's hard to see that because everybody starts from zero, right? I started out with zero downloads. And it took some time to grow the podcast and it really was just from being consistent. And it's easy whenever you're starting something new to, you know, you want it to have really great results for you. But if it's if you're not seeing super great results at first, it can be really easy to want to throw in the towel, to give up, to not give it your all, to not stay consistent. And I think that's one reason why this podcast has been super beneficial to the community, to the freelancer to CEO community, is because I keep showing up week after week. Yes, we have had weeks where we've taken breaks and we've taken a step back to regroup, but we keep showing up with that valued content and it really helps to grow that no like and trust. I know that a lot of you listening probably feel like, wow, I feel like I'm listening to my friend. I, I've heard that. I've heard that in the DMs. I hear you saying that the podcasts are really helpful, that it feels like I'm not too far ahead of you that I'm speaking to you very authentically and real and genuine and that's what I want. I want you to get to know me on, on a basis where you feel like we're friends. That's that's the whole point of this podcast. So to answer your question, how has it been beneficial? It has definitely helped to grow that know, like, and trust to solidify me as an expert in what I'm talking about when I can sh- continue to show up week after week and give you this value and pour into you for free you start to feel like, wow, I really think she knows what she's talking about, which I hope you feel that way. And just staying consistent with it has really helped to grow this community even more than I ever thought that it could. And it's really starting to to grow and evolve. And it's super exciting to see all that hard work paying off. Like I said, sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment when you're in it and you're working really hard and you're not seeing overnight success. It's easy to give up, but staying consistent with this podcast has been a huge driver in making the freelancer to CEO community what it is and the success that I'm seeing with the programs that I've put out there and everything like that. So hopefully that answered your question. Next up is Roxanne and she wanted to know, when do you feel is the right time to create a course? This is such a great question. And I think I actually, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast before, but I created a course before, right? I think right when Mom With Purpose came out and it was all about being productive at home. And it was a mini course and I worked on it with a few other entrepreneurs. We did a mini course launch where there was a bunch of different mini courses together. We all came together to collaboratively market this and it did well. 
But what I realized is that the course didn't do as well as I would have wanted it to. It's because that's not really what people were coming to me looking for answers for. Yes, I could share, you know, how I've been able to be productive at home with my kids as they were young, as I had a newborn, starting a new business. I've been able to share bits and pieces of that, but that's not really what you keep coming back for. You come back here for the freelancing advice. And so that first course didn't do as well as I hoped it would is because I just didn't really know what my audience was really looking for from me. So I think the right time to create a course, there's there's not like a timeline on it, but I would definitely say that if you're going to create a course based around the service that you offer, you want to make sure that you've been offering this service for an amount of time, like a certain amount of time. I mean, there's no right or wrong here, but I would say you definitely wanna have clients and case studies and have done that trial and error. And also that you really know what it is that the people who would be possibly purchasing this course, what they would want from you, what would they be looking for? And the only way that you can really do that is through putting in the work and doing that market research and listening to them and what what they're struggling with and how a course could support them. Creating a course is definitely a lot of work. Even just the upfront work of recording all the videos, creating all the content, the workbooks, the supporting documents, uploading that to a course platform, that in itself is a lot of work. And you wanna make sure you're doing that at a time that's right for you and your business. It's not the time to do it when you're first getting your business off the ground and you're still trying to figure out what service you wanna offer or who to offer it to. You wanna do that at a point when you really know what service you're offering, how you solve problems for your ideal client and who that ideal client would be. So there's no real right or wrong answer. I feel like when I did create a course for the first time, I still wasn't super clear on a lot of those things. And so that's why I don't feel like it did as well as I would have hoped it did. And it was through putting in the work and figuring out what it is. And and my one-on-one coach tells me this all the time. And she knows that every time she says that, I kind of just roll my eyes, but it's the truth. And she tells me, you're doing all the right things. It's just a lot more of the same. And sometimes that's hard. That's really hard for me to hear, I think, because I like to reach goals really fast. I set a goal and I want it yesterday. But sometimes it really does, if you want to build a consistent and sustainable business that will last, that will do well in the online space, it comes through putting in the work and putting in the reps and being consistent and not trying to rush that process because everybody else is creating a course. I know that I felt that pressure to do that too. I saw a lot of people creating course and I'm like, well, I just have to get a course out there because everybody talks about passive income. And sometimes when we rush to do that without really thinking about Who is this course for? What problems does it solve? What's the solution going to be? What's the transformation? And really knowing that clearly. And that just comes from, you know, trial and error and working with the clients and putting in that work on the freelancing side of things. Once you do that, then those pieces can start to fall into place about what the course could look like. Um, But uh, like I said, a, a course is a big undertaking. A digital product might be something that you could start a little bit sooner, and that could be something like PDFs, an ebook, templates, swipe files. Those things are a little bit more easier to create um, and can kind of sell in the background. But a course does, you know, like I said, not only the creating of the course, but the marketing it, 
the growing of the audience, the visibility. There's a lot of a lot of added layers, and I think a lot of people see course and they think, oh my gosh, this sounds great, and it is. And I I know that I heard people saying that when I wanted to create a course, and I'm like, why are they saying this? I don't want to hear that. I want to just create a course, but it really it matters to take the time to put in that work before just creating a course because there's the whole other side of it in, in marketing it. So that was a super long-winded response, but I hope it was helpful, Roxanne. So the next question is from Allison, and Allison wanted to know, do you have virtual assistants now as a virtual assistant coach? So I have a super exciting announcement to share. Yes, I have a little bit of a not necessarily a full-time VA, but someone who is consistently helping me each week with a lot of the business. So I've had people here and there help me with different projects and different things, but I I haven't, you know, up until recently signed someone on on a consistent basis to help with the big majority of the business. And this was something that was super hard for me to do. I like having control of things, but I know that my business can't grow at the same consistent level that it has been growing on an upward trajectory, which is great. I'm not complaining about that at all. I'm super excited for that because that just means that we are helping more women grow and scale their business, but I can't continue to do that on my own. And that's a hard thing to come to terms with because I, you know, was priding myself on that fact that I was able to do a lot of my business on my own, but I already feel since bringing this uh, VA on, I already feel a huge sense of relief. And I have a feeling that once I get a little taste of that and, you know, and having that a little, just a little bit of breathing room and feel, not feeling like I have to do everything that I can outsource things, which is so funny, right? Being the virtual assistant coach, having to understand that like, yes, you can outsource Aubrey, but I have a feeling that once I get a little taste of that, I will want to definitely outsource more. But At the same time too, and we talked about this in the previous Q&A episode, bringing someone on to your business is a lot of work in itself. So a lot of the stuff that I was doing as I was prepping and preparing for this, and this is something that I teach in Freelancer to CEO Academy, is getting those SOPs, those standard operating procedures in place so that as I brought someone on, I wasn't having to do a lot of scrambling to try to teach them how I wanted things done. I had the procedures in place so that when that person jumped in, they could watch Loom videos and go through training and tutorials and just learn how the system ran so that they could easily jump into that place. And for me, that was super helpful and someone who does like having control of things to be able to let some of those things go. But bringing someone on to your team is definitely a super scary thing to let go of that control and to trust someone else with your business. But I'm feeling great about it already and I'm super excited for where this is going to go. But it definitely, as your business does grow and like I said, having this other side of my business, I can't do all the things and do all the things well and that's a lot of what I teach. So I also have to practice practice what I preach here and know that I can you know, have support, have help, as this business starts to grow. And I think it will be able to grow even more with having more hands to help with that workload. So yes, I do have a virtual assistant. I'm very excited about this hire and hoping that it all goes well. And um, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on on that progress. But, But yeah, 
it definitely takes a village to, to run a business. They say it takes a village to raise a kid and it's true on that and it's true on the business end too. All right, our last question comes from Jamie Lynn and she wanted to know, how do you come up with impactful content ideas week after week? Now, this question doesn't necessarily just apply to my coaching side of my business, but I thought it fit very well within the conversation that we were talking about. And this answer is not going to be super sexy because the reason why I'm able to come up with impactful content ideas week after week is because I put in a ton, ton, ton of time doing market research to figure out the pain points of my ideal listener. That was a huge turning point for me last year. I joined a six-month mastermind that would really help me elevate this freelancer to CEO. It was actually through that mastermind that I landed on freelancer to CEO and got clearer on my messaging and who I'm helping and how I'm helping them. But a big part of that mastermind was us putting in the work to do that market research. So that went, I was going into Facebook groups and getting on calls with people and asking those deep diving questions of what are you struggling with? What are your pain points? What is stopping you from being able to scale your business? What's stopping you from being able to take it full time and leave your nine to five job? And I really put in a solid two, three months of doing that work. And now I just have a bank of ideas to pull from. And, And literally, the ideas that I have are your words. Even now, if you send me a DM and you say, oh my gosh, this episode was great, or in our conversations together, I'm constantly taking note of that. I have had, in the past month alone, I've had a handful of people say, you released a podcast episode and it was like you were in my head. How did you know that I was struggling with that? And it's because I'm listening. I'm listening to you. If you go back and listen to the episode with Madison and Aya, we talk about that and she shares some really great ways to get inside your clients, your ideal client's head to figure out what are they struggling with? What do they want to hear from you? And it takes putting in that time to do that research, to become a detective, to use your magnifying glass and see what are the conversations that they are having. So now I know what types of episodes to put out that are going to speak to you, what types of episodes that are going to help you and guide you and give you that advice and those resources that you need. And it's because I put in that work. And again, too, like I said, that's a constant evolved thing. You might have received a DM from me saying, what is your favorite episode? What are you loving? I want to get that research from you, who's the person who's listening to my podcast episode, so that I can continue to give you great value that you keep coming back for. So to answer your question, Jamie Lynn, creating that impactful content really comes from knowing clearly who your ideal client is, what they're struggling with, and how you can create content that would support them. You're not creating content that's giving them everything, you know, giving them everything in the kitchen sink because that's your service. That's what they get from hiring you. But you are giving them little drips of value and different things that give them quick wins so that they start to know, like, and trust you and want to hire you on. You know, you've been listening to this podcast. You've probably joined the community because you've been getting free value from me. And you might be thinking, gosh, if this is her free stuff, what does her paid stuff look like? What does she have in there? I've got to know. And so creating that impactful content, having those content ideas comes from having conversations. So doing that market research on your discovery calls, asking those questions, getting to that emotion. What are you struggling with? 
What does this look like for you? What are you currently doing? What do you wish you were doing? What results do you wish you had? If you had this result, how would that feel for you? And then creating content around those struggling areas, giving them those quick wins, that's super helpful. But it also comes from knowing your service, knowing how you're serving. So when I first started Mom With Purpose, a lot of my episodes were all over the place because I didn't know clearly who that listener was. I thought she was a mom, maybe she had a business, but now I'm so clear on who you are. You are a freelancer or you're an aspiring freelancer. You want to be able to have more freedom in your life to be able to spend time with the people who matter most to you. You possibly have a nine to five job that you're looking to step away from and you're looking to scale your business to that 5K mark. And I got clear on that from listening to you and from taking the time to put in that market research. So market research is not sexy. It does take a lot of time, but it's definitely worth it. And that's why I feel like I'm able to come up with these these ideas because I'm constantly listening to you. And if I am struggling to come up with ideas, I come back to you with this podcast episode. What questions do you have? How can I support you? How can I give you free value? That's what I'm doing right here. I'm listening to you and I'm responding with the podcast episode. So That's how I do it and that's what it is. It's putting in that work, getting clear on who you're wanting to work with, what service you offer them, how you support them, and then giving them the content that speaks to the things that they are struggling with that they want to know more about. So I hope you enjoyed these two Q&A episodes. I definitely want to do more of them. They're super fun to get your questions and just to kind of spitfire great value at you. I hope you're loving this and I hope you keep coming back for more on the Freelancer to CEO podcast. If you're loving the podcast, please do me a quick favor and leave me a review. I appreciate them so much, number one. They really, really mean a lot to me, but it also helps this podcast reach other moms, other freelancers, other aspiring freelancers, and that's my goal and my mission in 2021 and beyond. So thank you so much for listening today, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.